Welcome to another episode of the Akashic Record Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elkins. Uh, occasionally, I get together with artists and musicians to uh, talk about spirituality and craft and existing in the modern world and all sorts of fun stuff and hard questions. Today, we are joined by uh, Ethan McCarthy from Primitive Man and um, Clinging to the Trees of a Forest Fire and uh, Vermin Womb and like a whole bunch of other projects. Uh, the newest one I think you've got to release from is uh, Spiritual Poison. Uh, just spun the vinyl the other day and it's absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, really. I haven't heard anyone associate my name with Clinging to the Trees of a Forest Fire in probably a decade. Really? That's, that's, it's, it's, um, where I originally know you from, but I didn't know I knew you from it until like I was listening to Primitive Man and Santa, like, oh, I wonder what these people have been involved in because that's what I do with my time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a while since you've done anything with that. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we broke up ages ago. Yeah. Um, so this is a podcast where we get to talk about, um, things that we believe. And, you know, I don't, I, I actually looked in some of your interviews, I just, you know, I was kind of perusing, but is this something that you've spoken about in the past? Like, do you have a belief set that you're kind of out and about about? Um, no, I have not. This will be the first time I've discussed this. I usually really? kind of, yeah, I usually kind of keep that stuff uh, close to my chest. Um, and I think that that's because <laughs> coming up in extreme music. Yeah. I was okay, so I was raised with religion, with Catholicism, and then you know became like a hardline militant atheist for sure, like you do, yeah, and um then I don't know, I'd say like over the last three five but it's been a really slow process maybe even like five years i've kind of been more open to esoteric thinking and about spirituality and about a place beyond the physical world and tapping into that sort of thing so i'm i'm uh i'm way less hard-lined about there's nothing as i used to be um but i think that like that's still a very popular opinion in in extreme music circles and in general so it's like you know i remember the shit i gave people when i didn't believe in anything oh yeah and so it's you know it's one of those things if i don't want to reap what i used to sow so i think (laughs) i don't want to deal with my own bullshit (laughs) yeah you know and it's just it's just so funny to be here and i i think about that i just feel so so bad about (laughs) you know but i but that's what the thing of it is, is that if religion played a part in your life that was hurtful, you know, you're going to look at people as if they're a part of that system. It's just like a very silly, non-nuanced view. I think it's a maturity thing. You get a little older yeah. and you're just like, ah, fucking whatever. You yeah, know? who cares, man? Whatever gets you through the fucking day. I don't, I don't care. You know, don't, don't hurt anybody else and we're fine. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's kind of where I've found myself and I've had some interesting experiences on tour as well. And things so that far as me, like, well, 
supernatural yeah, like, stuff or, or like, yeah, like paranormal experience and I, I, i've told this story before uh just like i think maybe like one or one or two other times but i was in australia with primitive man and john the bass player and i were sitting at a table rolling a joint and there's like four chairs at this table and then all of a sudden out of nowhere one of those chairs just shot from that table and, and bounced into a bunk bed behind us for no Ooh. reason for no reason dude and I, I swear on my life. I mean, I had two people in the room with me. John saw that shit. And I just was like, all right, well, I guess I've actually seen something. Like, right. it's actually happened to me. And then we found out a couple of weeks later that someone had hung themselves in that room. No way. That's yes, fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, that was scary as fuck. And I, and I think that that might have been the beginning of me really starting to think hard about this stuff i was just like okay you know something's going on yeah so so you know and, and i i just so i don't know i just kind of changed my mind and started doing a little bit of reading and what kind and, of what kind of stuff are you like what what have you been reading i guess i mean you know man, i my my I've looked at a lot of everything, you know, Crowley yeah. stuff and Chaos Magic stuff, and and even Eastern Orthodox and all sorts of shit like that. Because I think that there's like a a connection there. Yeah, I mean, I for myself, you know, I've I've been doing a lot. Of, I guess I, research on paleolithic religion has been my thing in the last yeah i love that months. stuff too yeah 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 um have you ever uh i think i mentioned this when i was interviewing uh guillaume from neptunian maximalism but there's a documentary that just came out um about the uh there's a cave that they found like in the middle east where it was the uh like one hundred and fifty thousand years prior to when we thought man started burying our dead um neanderthals were doing it apparently yeah yeah and that shit's fascinating and and what's like, that called uh i think it's called cave of bones yeah it's called cave of bones unknown cave of bones it's on netflix um it fucking rules uh i i've been telling everybody to check it out like i watched it and my mind was just blown it's nuts but yeah, man, that's you know and I, I think about that's like we've been we've been walking around on this earth with all sorts of different ideas and philosophies and i i think often about what the world looked like to during that era of we don't have a lot of history you know yeah and it just seems like a much rawer planet <laughs> and uh and it's not, not to me not out of the realm of possibility that early humans had seen some things that we just do not see today you know. or they or they understood it in in ways that it's impossible for us to understand because our brains are too complex now exactly like, yeah. the first time the first time they ever found it you know the first time pre-humans ever found a cave i bet it was fucking awesome totally man and you know <laughs> and i'm sure that a lot of the explanations are also rooted in like a lack of education they're like you know bioluminescence in the in water you know shit yeah. like that but it's so, just yeah that 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 it, thinking about that fucking rules and i'm glad somebody else does it too yeah man, definitely um have you developed a practice of your own i mean have you you know do you have rituals do you have stuff that you believe brings meaning into your life 
Uh, yeah, I do. I, I have rituals and routines that I do, especially centered around art and music and uh, my goals within that. Um, really? Yeah, and I and I, uh, if you're comfortable, expand on that. Ooh, there's just like phrases that I say and things that I do. Um, with repetition that I, I think those two, yeah. yeah, that I think that help with with what I'm doing, and then I've I've seen results from that. I'm um interested in like a lot of like you know Santeria stuff, and uh-huh. uh, and like I have like an altar, like a Santa Muerte altar here, like an ancestor altar, and nice. you know things like that. I don't read tarot or any of that kind of shit, but I do have like a scrying mirror. Um, and I do a lot of reading of like, you know, like ancient African spirituality. Um, really? So tell me, tell me some stuff about that. Cause I, I almost, know, I know almost nothing. You, um, you know, the thing of it is, is I, I, I just, I don't want to like misrepresent anyone or oh, say okay. anything. Sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm just not, um, I am not expert enough. I think just to, to speak on it. I get it. But I am reading on it and doing some things for myself you know if that is an acceptable enough answer i just i don't yeah, want to for sure you know i don't want to sound like a fucking moron when i'm not a huge expert on it no but yet. the the reason that i'm curious is because i i see so much of the the rebellion against religion and heavy music based around judeo-christian ideas and i think it's fucking boring and to to have somebody that's involved in heavy music, you know, reading and thinking about Santeria and stuff that's outside of that frame, you know, it's like there's only so many times that you can rail against Jesus. And, and well, yeah, I mean, I mean, bro, and I love blasphemy. Like I'll sure, never, yeah, absolutely. Like I'll never get sick. <laughs> <laughs> like I love all that shit. But I, but I, but for me, as a topping subject matter, it's not what i want to make there's enough of those bands now someone with corpse paint on their dick called me a poser somewhere out there <laughs> they're probably doing it right now <laughs> yes but i i don't care like it's it's we've got you know there's enough people doing that i don't need to do it and right. i don't find it to be serving to me internally like I'm all against being being anti organized religion. Like you know, the Catholic Church has like all sorts of things to explain itself for. Sure. And so you know, I understand that perspective. But yeah, I'm not necessarily like angry at Jesus anymore or anything. Well, yeah. if you're you know, you're just a little younger than I am. You're all, you know, so like you said, it's kind of a maturity thing. I think. Um, How old are you? I'm 42. Okay, yeah, it's a couple of years. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think when you get older, these things hit you a little bit different. I think that crossing that threshold of forty also feels a way. Yeah. You've experienced so much more since you were in your twenties. Things look different. You might have seen some things. I, I think uh, also my father dying was a big thing for me. And how long ago did that happen? Um, that happened in t- the beginning of twenty twenty one. So for me, that got me thinking about that kind of thing. And there's all sorts of like strange synchronicities after he passed between me and my sister and all of this stuff, you know. So that was a big part of it too. Yeah. So it wasn't just one thing that kind of 
I mean, you know, you said the, the ghost story, but that was the prod. Was there a, a turning point where you kind of realized that you were becoming open to these kind of ideas? Dude, it was just like such a slow process. I think it just came over years. I think of a lot of it was just like me feeling like I could just kind of let go of this hardline atheism that had defined so much of my life. Did that feel freeing at all in a way? It does feel very freeing. But it's also terrifying. Like even talking to you about this shit right now, I'm like, oh man, like thinking of like a list of people that I know who are going to be so disappointed in me. <laughs> well, you know, but it's it's like I can't live my life that way, and I can't look at spirituality and like, uh, oh, how what are my friends going to think? Like, I don't give a right. fuck. What do you got to prove, man? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. yeah, but it's just you know, I think that's that also a forty year old thing too. Who gives a fuck, right? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck you. Who cares? Yeah um the you know part of what it's been for me is that once once you get to quote unquote middle age like you kind of realize when you're 20 and 30 the the horizon's open right you can you can do fucking whatever you got time you got the ability and then you get to a certain point in your life where your body starts to slow down noticeably your brain does um there's only so much more time you got to do stuff and then for me it's made shit feel way more important like i'm 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 not wasting my time on worrying about what other people are doing you know yeah absolutely man i think about that all the time like and i say that shit to my bandmates i'm like you know we've only got so many shows left in our life right, right. you know that <laughs> so we can do it like, yeah. I don't have an unlimited number of anything anymore like there is a finite number for everything i do from this point on yep yeah and and that kind of having and it's not even really your mortality but just having that like you know, you got deadline, you got shit to do yeah. has, has put that, um, that kind of central focus or connection with my spiritual self or my creative self yeah. has, has having this understanding of spirituality changed the way that you, um, create the amount that you create. Yes. Um, people are positive. I would say positively. I think that because I, I look at it in such a different way than I did in the past. It's like before I was just trying to, you know, like, oh, the heaviest thing in the world, you know, the most whatever that I can make. And now it's like it's important for me to represent myself as a whole person on every level, as honest and as transparent as possible. Like, I mean, it's always been that, but now it's even more so like I'm because this practice has entered into the writing of music for me it's just so much more and i might be the only person that can see that but well that's what matters yeah you know it's just it's just so much more and i've and i've even i've like on the last primitive man full length i speak a little bit about this stuff in the lyrics just like loosely like i started to introduce these ideas um and and i've always like when I was kind of first getting into this stuff too, like there's like Crowley references and things of just like love under will and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but that's just uh, like power not- bottoming. <laughs> yeah. Power bottoming. But <laughs> so when power bottoming crops up in primitive man lyrics, I know you've gone too deep. Well, back out of the Crowley buddy. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's probably why I couldn't take it any further. And I switched over to, <laughs> to African religions, but I just, <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, man, just stuff, just <laughs> practical considerations. Yes, but <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely. I think it's made me more focused, intentional. Yeah, intentional intent. That's it. That's a good word. That's a big word. The intent is different. Yeah, yeah, and and I found that for myself too. That like. It's also more intense too. You're giving yeah. more of yourself. It's less about oh, it's just a riff. Like you're giving so much more of yourself to this stuff when you approach it in this way. Yeah, I was reading an interview that you'd done. Um, I think it was uh, a couple of years ago about Primitive Man, where you were talking about like trying to make every riff matter and cutting out the stuff that didn't fit. And that was like, that sounds you know somebody that is making very intense music for their whole life knows how to do stuff like that mm-hmm. it's especially oh i yeah i want to i want to talk about um spiritual poison a little bit um the newest release very uh got a lot of melody in it and very cinematic and sparse and how how was making that album how did that come together for you um, well, so there's so that record is the most out front with these ideas. I, I faced Mecca every single day that we recorded. Really? Yeah, and like there was all sorts of funny shit going on in that room for me when when we were recording that record. It's very much a, a an album about spirituality and my journey within that, about taking a journey to the to another place and trying to step outside of where we are now and what it might be to create music in that other place and you know i don't necessarily know what that other place is but i do believe that there's a that there are many other places outside of the one that you and i are communicating in right now right so um... that is very much about that so there was like some ritual and some thought there and and some things that i would do every morning before recording you know um the what what ambient artists are you influenced by when you when you create stuff that's more mellow like this because i've been really getting into to ambient i like um kamaru kamaru if you've ever listened to him if you haven't you should um oh here will you say it to me again how do you K- spell it kmru is the name of the project his name is kamaru he's uh he's an african ambient sound design artist um i'll send you a link it's he's just did a record um with aho san who's another ambient artist that is the heaviest fucking thing i heard last this year last year i think um so yeah man what are you what do you get into so uh, i love uh lawrence english i love tim hecker um akira i don't know how to say this r-a-b-e-l-a-i-s um, oh revelé yeah yeah, very good. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Those are the first to kind of pop to your head. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a thing that I think um, has coincided. Kind of, it sounds new agey as shit with my spirituality, but getting interested in music that's um, affecting at a spiritual level, um, kind of the same way heavy music and drone has for a long time. So it's cool to have a project like this, like Spiritual Poison, come out of. I mean, you've done plenty of electronic noise, heavy stuff before, but this is this is different. 
Yeah, this one is much more different. And I'm, I appreciate you uh, saying that. I mean, I think that the nature of drone is like a meditative thing there. They go hand in hand. And making that music with this intention and kind of being in a little bit of a dream state while doing it. And, you know, obviously I smoke weed. So I will smoke weed to like an uncomfortable fucking level. Yeah. And Spirit realm, man. Yeah, you know, to just kind of like get to this place and make these things and then you know sometimes i'll come at the other other end of it like like there's songs on that spiritual poison record where i'm like i cannot believe we made this this way you know because there's a lot of things on that album that were made it's just it's like it's not even my fucking voice anymore that's a wild feeling to have i've had it a couple of times yeah and I, and I really feel like I received like some solid inspiration that isn't normally there or whatever you want to take from that, you know? Right. Well, and there's something to be said. I mean, it's definitely a um, magical practice to do, to intentionally take yourself to the point of apotheosis. You know, it's been thousands of years of people getting fucked up and doing rituals. It, it's, there's a there's a common connection i think between um the there's there's been a lot of scientific studies about um flow state optimum difficulty in completing or performing tasks and i yeah. think that that flow state that same flow that you get when you're playing music is the same flow it's the same neurological process that happens when you're in a ritual or you're hyperventilating or you just ran around a room 50 times or like the Sufi. Or like a fist fight even. You yeah, know, a that fist, fist fight, yeah. And then, you know, like, and, and so so that's interesting you bring this up because during this the recording of that record, I had fallen and fucked up my leg. I was on a cane. Everything was really difficult to do. Getting to the studio, recording every day, making, because I went out to Chicago to do this album as well. So it was just like a real pain in the ass with the, right. the cane and all this stuff. And it was snowy and cold oh, no. and, terrible and and all of this shit. So, but I think that all of those conditions, even the injury, just really lent itself to this project being what it is. And having that pain and the difficulty of that, and sort of the fever dream from being in pain 24-7 from the injury, and you know, all of that stuff going in between all these places, airports hotels while your knees all fucked up yeah and like these places that are kind of like um places that people pass through Mm -hmm. so that's like a a big um theme of the album is passing through to other places and uh, interstitial spots yeah and so i I think that that's you know also a little thing that, that incorporated itself into the album and kind of goes along with my view of how things are you know that's, right. that's 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 great beautiful. imagery yeah um so you know you i don't think we've ever met in in real life but um we've known each other online for a while and you've always um you've always struck me as one of those dudes that that like really cares deeply about things and um you know it's it's interesting to also see you kind of talk about this moving into the spirituality have you have you felt that it's aided you in softening a little bit to the world 
or you know yeah most definitely i think that uh the older i get the less less harsh of a view i have of a lot of things but i also become more hard about things that i think are like terrible injustices to the world so yeah i think that i'm more willing to give like individuals grace i think that there's like a a a real thing about giving people grace (laughs) yeah and it's important it really is yeah and we don't you know we don't do that a lot and especially like in places like show business and shit it's like people are kill or be killed yeah it's it's very terrible environments so you know i think that the especially i'd say like the last two years i've gotten to a place where i'm just like all right like trying trying to just take it easier on people um and also i think that a lot of that is like during the the trump era of election and everything you know we're just like losing friends and family and shit was crazy and it was wild in the streets and then the pandemic was insane and all that so i think that now on the other end of that combined with everything that um, that we're speaking about now with religion and, and and awakening of that has just caused me to just kind of like seek out more peace in my interactions and in my and 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 where i go on the thing and you know what i mean the ways that i interact with people right. and this is all the time i'm not a monk or anything i, I still can be insane but i drive in chicago man i i get nuts yeah you know but, <laughs> but it's just, well this you know so so you, you know what i'm saying so, yeah no that's that's the only place that like i have to actively practice um giving grace <laughs> this is what i'm driving especially you know like in chicago if you don't have a near miss accident like you didn't actually leave the house like you, just, <laughs> you know like if i gotta do some shit i'm risking my life denver's the same man it is a mess Dude, nobody out. knows how to drive in denver when i was out there i was swearing constantly it was a fucking mess <laughs> um yeah man uh denver's fun the yeah, so you know so you know about the chicago winter though out there with a cane <laughs> December, I was fucking dying. Dude, I can't even imagine, especially considering how many people don't shovel their fucking sidewalks out here. They sure don't. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for it, man. It's, it hasn't snowed here. Um, yeah, dude, it it really, you know, it, it's it surprised me how many people that I've interviewed. Now I think I'm at I've done like eight interviews in the last two months, and how many people have said the same thing, like you know, you get to a certain point where the world's so fucked up around us. It really is. I mean, and, and you realize that in order to survive, like you, you have to um, learn to move through the world a little softer. And once you give yourself that credit and grace, then like you start seeing other people need it too all the time. And so many other people have said that it's, it's, it seems to be this theme. And I think it's awesome. I really do that people are kind of, you know, finding themselves a little bit through all this bullshit. We've just been so bad to each other over the last eight years. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's like, shit, dude, we got to get it together. And And I see a little bit of that even kind of continuing now, like any kind of political thing that comes up, we're just so bad to each other. And I, think that especially yeah well it's just 
hate to see it, bro. Like I really do. Yeah, I do too, man. I mean, people are at each other's throats, and yeah. And and, and I'm not saying that it's like sometimes you got to be at someone's throat. You know, I get it. Life has nuance, but I just I don't know. I just fucking hate to see it. I just wish there was just a little bit less of that going on, and that we could figure some things out a little bit better. But you know, that's. I think everybody, when you get older, you want that. In yeah. your twenties, you want to fight. Or, you know, fucking get a leg up on somebody else, unfortunately. Yeah. The, the, you know, I don't know if I find myself, um, I, I don't know. The, I, I find myself trying, wanting to spread community, I guess. And you, you kind of seem like you've always been about that. Like you, you absolutely. Yeah. yeah um what makes that important to you does it does it get more important as you get older yeah i mean i really think that we need each other we really can't get along without each other and people will say shit like oh we don't know any we don't know each other's shit but it's like no we do owe each other shit like the human race has thrived from collaboration and cooperation and if you just close yourself off from that and it's just all a take, 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 it's like, you're fucking up. Right. It's a capitalist mindset. Yeah. It's not how it should be. And even, you know, with the capitalist mindset, you know, like I book bands and stuff and, and all this sort of thing and bands get really, really desperate and really crazy out there sometimes, especially during the holidays when everyone is particularly (laughs) depressed, no one's going on tour, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that seems that seems like a giant pain in the ass booking bands. Sorry. No, I mean it is. <laughs> it is. But it's, it's a it's a labor of love, you know. Like I really sure. care, I really care for the people that I work with and they trust me to kind of they put their art in my hands. And that's not, you know, I don't take that shit lightly, you know? Yeah. So it's like and that's the thing, is that I'm just a, like a guy who started in basements and then made it a, a career with some other people. And so it's uh but that's a community thing. Like if I didn't care about heavy music, if I didn't care about musicians, this is not the work I would do. It's not like the best paying. Sometimes you don't make shit. And, and, you know, so I think that that's why community is important because you need people who are like kind of willing, who get, it's like, I get a little bit of satisfaction out of taking one on the chin every day. (laughs) And I I think that that's really, we all need to be willing to do that for each other. You know? (laughs) <laughs> just stick it out there you know just like especially in diy music you know this this and this this uh this corner of music that you and i inhabit dude is just so small compared to what's going on in the rest of the world it really is <laughs> people forget that i'm like look none of us are van halen bro like no. it's, it's fucking it's uh we really do need to help each other out but because it really is only a pool like a couple of hundred people it really is it's, it's so you know. small and, and yeah. everybody knows John Rosenthal. That's it. <laughs> of course, everybody. Knows <laughs> but that um, flow, that flowing mane, you know. Oh, yes. I um, I don't know if I should tell the story on my podcast, but um, I was at <laughs> I was at Talia Hall when they did the uh, the uh, Lingua Ignata, the final shows there, and uh, uh-huh. Tom from Planning for Burial was over at his table, and I walked over and I was going to say hi, and there was somebody standing there talking to him long you know, curly hair, hoodie. And um, I slapped him on the ass because I thought it was John. And it wasn't. Oh, it no. Was, it was some other dude. <laughs> oh, like, no. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm sorry. 
Sorry. You see, it says someone else got your ass slapped, man. And then, and then I had to apologize to Tom because I didn't even say hi to him. I was just like, um, all right. It's like, I'm out. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was fun. That was my John Rosenthal story for the day. Uh, um, yeah, I love that dude. Great dude. Yeah, John's wonderful. I've I've known him for a long time. Um, what uh, you know, looking forward, I mean, do you? I don't want to like jinx it or anything, but do you plan to incorporate more of this stuff in your work? Um, well, I mean, I'm going to keep doing spiritual poison records. So right. yeah, you know, I, I think um, that I'll talk a little bit about it here and there when it's needed. The projects all kind of have a different mission statement, but what's funny about this is that vermin womb is like the anti everything i'm saying and so you know i haven't had to write any lyrics for that or like do anything for that so that'll be interesting to see what that looks like when the time comes because the last set of shit that we wrote was absolutely low vibrational and and, uh and you know, brain doom just fucking well that the vermin one was more of a like a grindcore band well, but yeah. um but i just primitive man is not like that primitive man has always been pretty introspective but i just i don't know man i think that that, that it will make more of an appearance because i just kind of speak on what my life is so if it if it makes sense then it'll be in there i'm not gonna shy away from it or anything and we're also not gonna like we're not going to turn into like a fucking Christian band or anything, but I just, you know, I, 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 uh, I, that's what I was hoping for actually. Yeah. Everyone wants us to turn to a Christian band. <laughs> I've heard a lot about it online, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I, but you know, it's, it's, I think that if you look like if we can sing about the devil and that shit, and we can sing about, dragons and fucking whatever else and wizards and shit then i should be able to talk about esoteric thinking and spiritual journey and all of that other shit and i mean also like you know neurosis covering these topics it's nothing new yeah so the part of the thing that got me interested in this idea was that um i, I listen to a lot of black metal like weird bullshit and yeah there's some of them that have these you know you look in the band camp page and it's got this fucking 1400 word essay about all their esoteric beliefs behind it and shit but then i don't hear of any of it in the music and i don't know if that's a fault of me or their translation but i you know i wanted to start picking people's brains about stuff like this i haven't interviewed any black metal bands but well um, i think that those bands are really i'm sorry i mean to cut you off no go for it yeah go ahead those bands are really interesting to me because they put a lot of they put a lot of thought in that stuff and they're coming from like the destroy world the the opposite they're not gonna they're not yeah haven't found themselves coming to a place of like tolerance love and acceptance as they get older they found themselves getting more and more hate-filled and i would want to know the age ranges uh, of these people and then i also Look, like i just don't think that that's good for you <laughs> no i don't think it is either and and but you know um there there but for the grace of god go i right you know like yeah. the 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 
but I feel like that kind of thing eats you. I don't, I don't, you know. Right. So you're, so it's like, you know, I think that I like respect, like if you're going out that way, like total world destroying spells and fucking black metal misanthropy and like all that shit, I want everyone to fucking die. It's like, okay, that's cool. But then you, sir, need to expect that you're going to meet an accelerated end. Right. Like you probably shouldn't get a retirement fund. Like I don't think Scott from Zaster has a 401k. Yeah, but you know, even that dude plays acoustic music now. He gave that Does. shit up. Oh no! Well, I think he's back to making Zaster. I think I don't know. Yeah, he was doing that nocturnal whatever something. Oh, really? Is he doing black metal? Yeah, I think he is again. I could be completely off base, but I think I I saw some shit that he's doing black metal again. Well, I hope he is because I love those records. I hope he's having. I just hope he's having a good time. I mean, me too. But you know, man, some people fucking. You know, that's the thing, though, is it's like you're still kicking it. Right, but I don't know. Like misanthropy. There's like a there's a Calvin and Hobbes comic. Have you seen that one about? Here, I'm gonna. I gotta look this up. I gotta send it. <laughs> it's like it's just too. Um, I did not think we'd get to Calvin and Hobbes today. <laughs> uh, I, dude, I, I remember reading this as like a little kid, and then reading it again as an adult. And oh man, there's um, yeah, there's like this point in your life that you get to where you have to decide whether because like you know i I've, I've spent a long time making some pretty nasty hateful shit like my auditor projects about nothing but suicide and depression that's it yeah but there's a point where i realized i had to kind of like i had to put that away because the part of me that was speaking into that music wasn't healthy um, well, dude, that shit is for healing. Like the reason that you make this kind of music, at least to me, is to heal and get is to, and to get past these things that are making you feel so overwhelmingly fucked up. Hmm. But carrying that around forever is just not a good plan in any capacity. Like you've got to let these things go. Yeah, like I, mean, I think making the art and purging it and making trauma art is a plus shit. But just you know, you got to move on from the problem uh, eventually. Like, are you just going to carry the weight of everything that's ever happened to you for the rest of your life every single minute? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's the, that's the, a part of it. And I think that that's may, and that might be like a byproduct of continuing to play this shit as you get older. You know, some people, a lot of people yeah. yeah, like a lot of people give it up, you know, by the time they're like 30, before they're 35, they're like, oh, I'm done with this shit lose the fire yeah so it's like you know if you can continue to do it and 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 all that you also need to survive while you're doing it so that might be why the, the scope changes a little bit for people like do you, do you remember when crowbar put out sever the wicked hand yeah i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> i think everybody else was too yeah <laughs> but he had to man sure <laughs> you yeah. know, he, he had to do it and i didn't understand that until now like to me that spiritual poison record would be the equivalent <laughs> how, do you, how do you think ethan of 10 years ago would react to the spiritual poison album he'd be like pussy Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he would say this is this is this is weak man We'll see, this should be harsh, bro. Like all that shit. When does the <laughs> distortion start? Yeah, just not. <laughs> but I, I like it. I liked Sun ten years ago. So 
Yeah. Right. Maybe. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I've liked drone for a long time, but just for my own output, I would have never allowed myself to do something so free. Like, um, was it, did you have to tone yourself down to do it? Did you feel like you were turning the volume down a little bit? On the Spiritual Poison album? Yeah, like, because it's so much more restrained than, I mean, literally anything you've ever done. I think. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it was definitely like a creative exercise for me to pull back. Um, and there are actually some songs that I recorded during that session that uh, I ended up making many blessings because it was just so much more fuck negative sounding and not quite right uh, for this project. So there's like five or six songs that I'll eventually put out that were recording during the same session that just don't sound this don't this fit. way yeah and it just it was difficult like i had ideas going in there but andy really helped me form this project he was a very essential to like help, helping me realize the ideas that i had and giving me honest criticism when i asked him is this too much like many blessings or is this too whatever and even questions like is this too soft <laughs> you know would me from 10 years ago call me a pussy for me? Yeah, you know, but but I really did want to do something different, man. And I think that as I grow as a, as a musician, as a man, too, like I need to be creative in different ways. I can't just write the the same shit for every single album. Right. Like, it's just not it's not good. It's not it's not cool. Like, it's not fun. That's not fun. And that's not good for you. And, and the people who choose to invest in the music that I make and care about that. It's like, fuck, I don't want to do that all either. It's right. like, I, you know, like evolving and trying new things should be good and it doesn't always work out, but I, I would rather any... try, you know, like I can always go back to doing the same old shit. Right. You know how to do that. Yeah. But I don't want to I want to try other things. Have people given you any shit for this album yet? Oh no, uh, they just don't like, share, or acknowledge that it exists. So the That's... people who, so I've experienced a lot of that, especially from my heavy metal friends. Uh, a lot of those people cool, have dude. pretended like this album is not a thing I did. But when I put out a Primitive Man record or Vermin Womb record, they might choose to support that one. Hmm. Well, so. I supported it. I bought it even. Oh, um, thank you, man. I appreciate that. But you know, I, I knew this. I took the risk. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like I feel, I feel so good about putting this out on a personal level and and continuing to expand like the catalog of music that I make. That I'm just like, all right, I don't care if you guys like it at all. Did um, <laughs> you know? did Closed Casket come to you about putting this out, or did you find them? Um, well, so he put out the last Vermin Room record, and then he okay. put out the the a primitive man uh ep and i talked to him about this project and he seemed excited and because you know he hasn't re released like he was like this will be cool like i haven't released anything like this and i was like it's great so he put it out and i hope he doesn't regret it but nice. so far it seems okay so uh yeah so it's cool man you know i am um, i i very much appreciate him taking the risk on such a weird release yeah well, you know, and and if it does pay off, hopefully that because I've seen that happen with labels before, where they get a, a a release like this, and and people pay attention to it, and then they're more open to stuff like this later on, which is always cool for me. I yeah, like well, I like mixed bill labels. Totally. When I figure like 
you know, man, as some kid who likes God's hate discovered ambient because this record was put out on closed casket and that changes the course of his life, then that is way fucking cool. Like, oh, yeah. you know, that's that's cool. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit you do it for. Yeah, man, definitely. Like I do it for creative purposes and and definitely for exposing people to new new things and new horizons because ambient music is definitely not the most popular, but that stuff I'm just so thankful that I found it. Like it, it's like it's like taking mushrooms or something, which I don't know if you have, but if oh, yeah. you have, okay. <laughs> so like it's like if you have not tripped, you're not aware of this way that your brain can look at stuff, and you're not. A, it's it's also kind of like ties into this this uh, spirituality stuff and other thing we're talking about. It's like if you don't know that that place exists, that you can go there. I mean it's just such a disservice to the human experience. Right. Because it's right. It's right there inside your head. It's just right there. there. And I feel like everyone should know. All you got to do is know the right buttons to press and you can get there every time. Yeah. Um, So I'm a, I'm a little bit of a gear nerd. Um, A lot of the, the, the spiritual poison stuff is modular. If I am reading correctly. Yeah, um, yeah, I used a little bit of modular in there. What uh, what kind of gear did you use on that album? Okay, so I had a just a smaller case for this one, and I actually, you know what? I have a gear list. I can fucking oh, tell you. Dope. I, I do. Let me. Uh, I used to have a ridiculous Eurorack collection that I had to sell to keep our business afloat. I yeah. sold like fifteen thousand dollars worth of Eurorack. God damn, dude, it's such an expensive hobby, but at least you can sell stuff. People are always, you know. Oh, it always holds its it's it holds its gold. It's it's uh never never failed me for being able to turn around and sell stuff. And you know what? I you, lo- you lose your gear list. Well, Andy sent it to me. Um, I just have to find where the list is i thought that i put it oh there it is okay so we used all right so this is what we have synth trombone baritone guitar bolt box some contact mics nice. um bass you know pedal noise i mostly use eqd stuff um violin um will Lindsay played pedal steel on this and then we use a Ludwig acrylic drum kit, a Gretsch birch kick drum, 68 Slingerland snare, electro comp EML 101 synth, mm-hmm. a Roland Juno 106, a realistic MG1, an Electrix Warp factory vocoder, Oberheim DMX, Soldano Avenger, which isn't, you know, um, Ampeg Portaflex, SB12, Dean Costello amps, a Gretsch baritone, and then my Dunwell baritones. Um, Crappy violin, childhood trombone, and then for the I used a Roly synth. You know what those are? Yeah. So I used a Roly and made like some my own patches on that. Nice. Those are those. They're like the MPE controllers. The... Yeah, they're like work with touch and yeah. and wiggle. I mean, how was playing one of those? Stuff. That's weird. I've never touched one. Dude, I love them. I've been using them in uh in many blessing sets for a oh. long time. Um in a different way but they're cool the only problem is is that you know you have to have a laptop or a fucking ipad and so if you're like getting all violent with your shit you're taking a huge risk and then it's just like all right that's the one downside that's pretty cool 
I'm thinking um, about getting a um a Terra. Have you seen those? The, no, they're no. like this weird touch synth that um Vlad Kreimer made. Is the guy um what the hell is the name of his company? Hold on, it's uh, Soma Laboratories. They make oh, like the, yeah, so his oh, new thing is called the Terra. You should check it out. It's, it looks like a piece of wood, and it's got like all these capacitors. Oh, I did, I did see that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I have a Lyra that I love, and I use that thing all the time. I think uh, for the spiritual poison recording, I didn't have a whole lot of shit. I had a like some make noise stuff, and the bread and butters. Yeah, just like like a Z verb, which isn't a very expensive multi effect, um, and. That's about it. I wish I could tell you more specific modules, but it's just been so long now. Right. Yeah, man. I um. I need the plates. I know that. Do what? Up the plates. You know what that is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the it's the um percussive synthesizer thing, isn't it? Or no, it's um, the multi synth. Yeah. Yeah, it's multi synth, but you can. And, but I ran like a. I used a Pam's with it. Pamela's new work. I love. I love that module so much. Dude, the Pams is the shit. I got three of them because I got Man. three different setups. I'm using that thing all the time. Pams, Pams is beautiful. Pams is a huge, huge part of this recording and programming different rhythms into that synth and shit. That was a huge thing. Um, so, so yeah. A lot of shit with logic gates and rhythm programming and all that fun stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. If I can find it, I'll, I'll send you a picture of my old setup. Yeah, I'd love um, to see well, cool, man. Um, we're coming up upon our hour here. Uh, it's been absolutely wonderful chatting with you. It's been a, a great time and, and you know, got to learn some stuff about you and what you believe about the world. Um, now that we're at the end of the episode, we've already talked about spiritual poison, but if you want to plug it and give some details where people can go find it and go right ahead. All right. Well, so new spiritual poison album, you can get it uh at band camp but closed casket activities uh is selling it right now um and then you know at any primitive man live show whenever that happens again and i'm gonna do hopefully some shows in america with that project um at the end of next year but right now online's the way to get it oh yeah cool man thanks for uh taking the time out of your day to sit down and talk with me yeah, man, I really appreciate you asking. I, I'm sorry it took us so long to get together, but, I, you know, hopefully I, you got what you were looking for from this, but I've had a great, great time talking to you. So. Right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been this week's episode of the Akashic Record Podcast with Ethan McCarthy. I'm your host, Brandon Elkins. Have a great, great week, and remember, sometimes the best revenge is having a good day anyways. You're fucking right about that.